Taken a little field trip for today's uh, podcast, and one that I'm sure we'll put on Instagram later, so that our listeners oh, aren't goodness. dripping with envy. We're actually recording this episode on a cruise ship, right in the heart of the Caribbean, and we are overlooking beautiful blue waters that are just so pristine and and wonderful. But yeah, peaceful. We, it's wonderful. We're faithful to our listeners, and so we are on vacation, but we also wanted to stay on course with episodes. And so, on course, don't you sound so nautical? I didn't even mean to do that. We um, do love boats, though, don't we, Laura Beth? We love boats. We, we got an honest from our dad. He loved boating. and Yeah. Um, yeah, it just feels very natural to me to be on a boat in the water. Uh-huh. And, you know, the South is actually um, very well-versed in cruising we've got a lot of ports we, we, left, we flew into orlando and left out of port canaveral which is about an hour away from orlando our dad was teasing us that he did how are you getting on a boat in orlando <laughs> he didn't understand <laughs> how we were leaving on a cruise ship from orlando no, there's a shuttle in between dad port canaveral does exist and that um is where we left from but even just in the Florida area, you've got um, Fort Lauderdale, Jacksonville, Miami, Tampa. They all have ports. Yep. You've got ports in Mobile, Alabama, New Orleans. I've left out of New Orleans, actually, before. Charleston, and then Galveston, Texas. Galveston, Texas, as well, which on our beaches episode, I had read a little bit about the beaches of Galveston. And I asked a friend of mine from Texas, like, you know, what were the beaches like there? Mm -hmm. And she said, well, they do have beaches that you can, you know, lay out on and play in, you know, and that kind of thing. But she said, because of all the port coming and going, that the water's pretty mucky. Yeah. Because of all that coming and going, which I understand that. Yeah. So she was saying it's not as pretty as some of the other right. water right. parts of yeah. the South. Yeah. But I thought that was interesting. But I have a hilarious story to share from breakfast. Oh, like, gosh. I can't wait. So, okay. One hour ago, I went and ate breakfast. And our waiter was from Trinidad. Okay. Very nice guy. Um, we did our breakfast like ordering from the menu. Sure. So I ordered Eggs Benedict okay. and Cheddar Grits because I'm like, oh, they have Cheddar Grits? That was on the menu? That was on the menu, okay. Cheddar Grits. So I was pretty excited and ordered <laughs> that. Well, what came, it didn't take me two seconds to look at that and go, ooh, maybe I should have gotten the hash browns, but that's okay. Oh, no. So basically it was um, instant grits or you know, fast grits that they just shredded some cheddar cheese on. It did look freshly sh- um, shredded, <laughs> but I knew, okay, this is not what I had hoped for. So anyhow, I ate a little bit of it with my eggs Benedict, but disappointingly, cause it was not a good hearty, right. Coarse ground grit or anything. Yeah. So that was already funny to me. Okay. Um, there was four of us at this table. Two of us had gotten the, Grits. Okay. Okay. So, as the breakfast proceeded, 
uh, it was funny because he came back to the table and said, do you mind if I ask you a question? I was like, sure. He said, we, this boat used to go out of the port of Miami and we just about, I think he said a year ago, started leaving from Port Canaveral. And one of our observations in the dining room has been the huge increase of grits that we get requests for requests for grits. He said, we hardly ever had anybody get grits when we were leaving from Miami. We have, he said, I feel like it's maybe 50% higher now that we're leaving from Port Canaveral. (laughs) Do you have any explanation for that? (laughs) You're like, I have a podcast. (laughs) I didn't tell him that. But what was fascinating was I thought, now this is really interesting Uh to me. I don't have a quick answer. Right. I do want to think on this. But I, I have a couple of thoughts. But I said, well, I want to start with I'm really enjoying my breakfast, but these grits are not really good grits. So if you hear about grits in the South, this is not a not. good example. I did. <laughs> I did because he's from Trinidad. I don't know how much he knows That's about. True. Our, maybe you know. he's maybe just like our grits episode. He's like, I don't like grits because it's that's exactly. what he's Exactly. And he's, so this is what I told him. I said, grits are really popular, particularly in the low country of the South, the Carolinas. And, yeah. And, you may have a higher percentage of travelers who are willing to go to Canaveral, Port Canaveral. Right. Miami is like a whole nother world. It is. To su- some Southerners. It's, and the table was agreeing with me. Yeah. One of these ladies lived in Florida. Yeah. And I said, I think your whole population demographic could have changed. Yes. Just even though it's same state. The grits were the indicator. To let them onto it, but yes, I believe. I said that I that's think it's true. bigger than that, yeah. but I do think it's telling you that some of your population demographic Changed. is more from yeah. an area yeah. that eats grits. That's so interesting. And so it was a great conversation, and he left there going, "I'd really like to try some of those good grits." Oh, I wish we had. Some. And so I said, "I wish I could make you some grits while we were on the ship." But yeah. um, anyway, so maybe I enticed him to try some something new. Wow, and, you know. Anyhow, all right. Thanks to remember next time we first travel, breakfast on the ship. Carry grits. <laughs> First breakfast on the ship, I had a grits talk. That is awesome. Isn't that fun? We just carry it with us. We can't (laughs) help but be Southern everywhere we go. And I thought it was a hoot that he asked me at our table. Other people were eating grits. That is true. So it just felt fun. You carry your Southern authority well. That's so great. Well, today we're talking about Southern porches and exteriors of Southern homes. Yes, We broke it down into those categories because you can't even begin to get into the interiors along with this. Well, we were going to do Southern homes, and I said, oh my goodness, I'm overwhelmed. Let's just stick with porches and exteriors, and we'll do interior at a later day. Yeah, so if you are really into Southern uh, inside decor... Hang we'll tight. get there. We'll get there. Yeah. So, southern porches, obviously, the front porch is the first place you really get to say welcome, I think. That's so true. I mean, I just, that's a quote. Sometimes without, uh, in the heat, it's where you stay, too. You just sit there. You well, never even go in. And I Let's, believe that that's a really big reason why southern southern homes include such a large porch yeah. is because they had to sit outside. That's right. 
because of the heat. And so... Um, Add a ceiling fan once you had electricity. Exactly. You know, you see that a lot, too. And and swings. Mm-hmm. You know, you want to keep Movement. in motion. That's right. Keep if, if there's not a breeze, create your own breeze. <laughs> That's right. So I really, really, really wish I had a front porch. I do not. I've yeah, lived in um, a couple of homes in college that had great porches that I spent hours on. I would study on those porches. I would have late night conversations with friends on those porches. I mean, it's just a wonderful place to enjoy company. Yeah, it really is. Some of my favorite things to see on a Southern porch are um, any sort of rocking chair or swing. Yes. In fact, I think it's really amazing if it's such a large porch that there's actually two hanging swings that face each other. Yeah. That, you know, you can have. Yeah. Conversation, looking at each other, but both swinging or four people. Yeah. And then you've seen these beds people are doing now, too. It's like they're swings, but they look almost like a twin bed mattress. Yeah. You could sleep out there. Oh, my goodness. And I would. Because we had a very well-loved-on couch on our porch in college that I feel like was serving that purpose. But, yeah, this is what we're talking about. It's a much more (laughs) upscale or... um, Suburban sort of right, look. Exactly. Um, but anything <clears throat> pineapple, you know, a pineapple rug, a pineapple sign, mm-hmm. uh, um, yeah. an actual pineapple, you know, incorporated. We've talked about where that even came from as being hospitality. Yeah. People would put the pineapple out on the fence. Yeah. That to, they were back from their travels and had their things to welcome. share. Come, come on, on in and see. Come on in. Come on in and see what we've got. Yeah. So anything. You know, table-wise, that you could set your sweet tea on. That's always right. great to see on a front porch. Because, again, you know, you're you're sitting a while. That's Sit right. a spell. Sit a spell. Sit a spell. Exactly right. Ceiling fans we mentioned. And then, um, yeah, just anything, like, pillow-wise that just looks like comfort. Come sit. Yeah. 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 And you see really deep porches on some homes yes, and do. wraparound porches, which are so, are those so glorious. Wonderful. Yes. Yeah. Where you could leave from different rooms and be on the same yeah. porch. That's yeah. special. I've never I know. had anything like Dreams. that. Dreams. Goals. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So many goals. Screened porches also. That, you That's know, we have really a lot wonderful. of mosquitoes and stuff from the humidity. So that gets you outside, but not with all the critters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And a lot of home design, if a screen porch is incorporated, we'll put that on either the side or the back mm-hmm. just because of the way the screen actually looks. Yeah. It kind of takes away from yeah, the that's house. that's true. That's true. But it is so wonderful to have a screen oh, porch. Man. That's also a goal. I've had, never in a home, but I've rented apartments yes. when I was younger that had screened porches, and boy, did I spend time out yeah. there. Yeah. It really is yeah. wonderful. Let's talk a, a little bit about some of the paint colors that are, that are prominent, popular. even on porches. Yeah. Um, let's well, there's see. one fam- really famous on a porch. Would that be the haint blue? Yeah, the haint blue. So the haint blue is just, I would imagine, or I would classify it kind of in the sky blue yes. category. That's and right. it really was meant to resemble the, the sky. sky. Mm-hmm. The origin is... From the Gullah people, which mm-hmm. we mentioned the Gullah yeah. people in Gullah our and Geechee both dialects from, yeah. episode. And the tactic was intended to, to paint the ceiling of the porch blue um, that appeared as the sky to trick ghosts into passing through um, 
to basically keep them away. That's what a haint is a spirit. Yes. Like a bad spirit, I guess. Yeah, yeah. We're talking about spirits that you would yeah, not want, want to scare away. Yeah. Okay, so the, yeah, it, that was their... And and they don't just do the porch, apparently. I had heard they do over-the-door door frames. Yeah. And, yeah, the gullah would not only paint the porch, but also doors, window frames, and shutters. Okay, so any entry. Any entry. Want. Okay. Yeah. So, like, when gullah culture mingled with southern white culture, the custom became more widely practiced. Okay. So it really did originate um, from them, but it's, you know. It's also, I'd, I've I've heard... That it's also a color that deters spiders and wasps. Okay, so this is what I originally had heard okay. in my life, was that you paint it so it looks like the sky, and it confuses carpenter bees and wasps, and they won't nest, because they their vision is such that just seeing that makes them think that it's sky. That is Which wild. actually makes sense to me. Yeah. But then in doing research for this, and I found the whole paint spirit thing. Yeah. Some of the things I read said that's not true about the the insects. Okay. I don't I know had, what is right, but I do know that just the feeling of sky feels right when you're outside. So true. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. But um, it's a pretty color. It's a pretty color. It makes you, it feels fresh and natural yeah. to be yeah. over you. Yes. Like that. Yeah. yeah. To be sky. Yeah. But you know, carpenter bees are nasty critters. Yes, if they, they are. dig in your deck or dig in your ceilings of your porch, so if that does keep them away, even ten percent, right? Then it's yeah. worth. It. Yeah, if there's a color that does it, I would select that one. There's other colors too, though, right? I mean, other kind of more pastel Absolutely, colors. There are. So I, I have a little list here that I thought was pretty interesting. Um. Another one that was popular is Charleston Green. Legend says that during Reconstruction, meaning after the Civil War, um, the government sent buckets of black paint and the ever-stylish Charlestonians mixed in yellow and green to create a lovely color for shutters, Uh trim work, and even wrought iron and rocking chairs. So they weren't going to have just some black. Like, we're going to have to do something to make this prettier than that. So let's at least add in a little to this free paint we've been given. Yeah. Um, Or cheap paint. Yeah. I don't know how that works. Charleston Green. Interesting. Charleston Green is what was born there. Another uh, southern color that I read about was Creole Pink. It's a soft pink used in coastal towns yes. such as New Orleans and Savannah. I know like I can picture it when you're saying it. And coastal towns no matter where you are in the world do tend to be more colorful. Yeah, you get away with, with their lots of paint wild pastels colors and, and stuff. And, mm-hmm. So that is one I read about Monticello yellow. Monticello being Thomas Jefferson's home and it's a deep mm-hmm. warm yellow that okay. apparently became popular from that. Yeah. home. And then another one, I've never been to Key West, but our parents had been, yeah. and I saw some images from there. And Ernest Hemingway's home there yes. has these shutters that are called, it's called Hemingway Green now. Okay. It looks like the inside of an avocado. That color oh, is kind of wow. like the inside of an avocado. So, okay, a fun shade. Yes. Um, but... It's now nicknamed Hemingway Green okay. and is kind of popular in 
places in the South. So they're still so, paint colors. Yeah, and if you've ever heard of Rainbow Row, uh, which uh, is in on the Battery Lane area of Charleston, it kind of has all of these. It has all of these colors represented. <laughs> so, um, yeah. The, but awesome. the porch is a staple to any Southern home, you know, you would be remiss not to mention it in an episode like this. Absolutely. It's just such a part of culture, too. Right. Of just, like you said, the sweet tea, the screened porch door slamming. Yeah. Like, yes. that's what I think of when I yeah. think of the South. Yeah. Um, and I, I just think, in general, some styles are grand, others modest in the South. You see many, many different things. But... Um, Definitely our hot, humid weather has played into many of the things we're going to talk Absolutely. about. In yeah. Shaping the exteriors of homes. Yeah. Anything else you'd say about the porch? No, just... Besides, we just love it. What? Other than we love it? Um, just that I think, in general, um, I mean, we've kind of already said it, but they're deeper and yeah. bigger yeah. than in other parts of the country where you yeah. might be... Uh, you know, if you've always lived in a different part of the country, you might be surprised by how big and deep some porches are here. Yeah, yeah. that's um, good. Yeah, cool. You or I don't have one, but I know we both have decks off yeah. of the back, which of the I'm house, so grateful for. In his, but nothing towards the front, yeah. which would invite even more neighborly conversation. Yeah, because we both have fenced yards, yeah. so yeah, you, you know. have to be invited in that. Whereas yeah. a porch is like. Come on up to it the... It is. It makes it approachable and... Yeah. Yeah. Another... Would you want me to... Go. Yeah. There's, you know, several things I could mention, but there's also an interior room. Well, maybe I should start. I'm going to go with this first. Okay. Elevated foundations. Yes. Is something important. that you see a lot, um, particularly, again, coastal. Yes. Um, because it can protect against water damage. Yep. And it also... Um, it just enhances curb appeal. It does. Yeah. It puts kind of the whole structure on an elevation. It just makes it look Looks a little like more grand. pedestal, yeah. doesn't it? Yeah. So some, and that can look lots of different ways, elevated foundations. But I think of even sometimes it looks like um, they're up on stilts or it something. It does. Yeah. You know, there's certain yeah. architecture styles that look like that. But that gives you a little leeway with wa- if water is going to come yeah. high. Yeah. It's primarily for water protection. Yeah. But, yeah, they make it look pretty, too. Yeah. yeah. Large columns lining oh, the front of the house. Don't you think of that as That's so southern. definitely something. Even... Um, kind of more antebell- antebellum south. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah. Large columns and then even, um, like, doubled up. So they're mirroring each other in the columns yeah, yeah. on each side or... You know, if there's a wraparound porch incorporating it all the way around, but columns are huge. I saw an image that um, I will have to send you, Laura Beth. Maybe we can put it up at some point on our social media of a particular home. I want to say this one was in Louisiana, but it had a long drive. Okay. And it was full of, like, the whole drive was huge trees, and I want to say it even had, maybe had some Spanish moss hanging. Oh, wow. But it was leading up to this grand home with a bunch of columns. And yeah. I thought, Lord have mercy, this looks like a Real. coffee table book of southern yeah. exteriors. You know, yeah. like, you what would found the Terra. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Even better, though. Yeah. Um, also, in, a, in a, addition to porches, 
people would sometimes have sleeping porches. Yes. And that was a very practical room. You know, now we think of screened porches, but this is think similar to that, but an enclosed deck or balcony with screened windows, often on the side or back of a house, with they much preferred for it to have three sides exposed. Okay. So for cross ventilation. Yes. Because with no air conditioning, yeah. they would just have often like cots or twin beds or, you know, something yes. really simple where everybody would go sleep. Yeah. Yeah. Like not just whoever the, you know, adventurous kid is. Right. Like we're all sleeping we're out all here. We're all out here because it's so hot. Yeah. That this is the only place you're going to get a good night's sleep. But air conditioning wasn't common in homes until after World War II. Gosh, that's so hard to believe. I mean, well, and in our it, yeah. parents, I don't think either had air conditioning, even late, yeah. <laughs> long later after that. So, um, yeah, that's a very big reason we have many things that we yeah. have in the South in architecture is just the heat. Yeah. Yeah. Anything to prevent. Higher ceilings, same thing. The reason for those higher ceilings is warm air rises. Yes. So get if we can at least get it off of us, there's a cooler. Yeah. Um, section down here yep. that will, and, and it also allowed for more natural light. Those yeah. higher ceilings is higher windows. So we are getting some of the natural light and keeping mm-hmm. the heat off of us. Yeah. So it wasn't just to look grand. Right. It was practical. Oh yeah. P- all positioning was to keep direct sunlight off of hit, <laughs> hitting yeah. you directly. Yeah. Wow. Well, um, have you ever heard of smokehouse being used and updated now for storage. Have you seen that people are kind of doing that now too? I have seen that. I have seen that. But isn't it, well, there's that one in our town that's just gotten renovated and is up for sale on Murfreesboro Road. Yeah. It has, I could see the smokehouse. I don't know what they've done with it. I would love to see the inside of that. Yeah. Just thought I'd mention that because smokehouses were definitely a part. Of larger plantation homes, especially. And often that's, um, sometimes in those old plantations, the the kitchen was kind of separate. Because if it caught on fire and burned down, you didn't want the whole house to go. Yeah. yeah. So sometimes it would, it was always either in the back or separate. Yeah. To keep from the whole house. Yeah. Because that was a real scare, too. Yeah. Yeah. You had some, just even, like, sort of coined terms that you were going to mention. architecture yeah. style? Yeah. I do. I want to mention a couple other things. One I mentioned, uh, wanted to mention was transom windows is okay. something else that's popular in the South. Inset with hand-blown restoration glass spans the family room doorway. The windows, which can be fixed or operable, serve the purpose of providing rooms with additional light and ventilation. So there again, a ventilation thing. Most prevalent over interior doorways, but are also seen in historical examples over exterior doorways. And then I have a good friend, Susan, who is studied architecture, interior design. And I asked her the question, maybe this sounds dumb, but I said, are plantation shutters a Southern thing? Just from that name? Yeah. Plantation. Like it seems like, And she was like, oh, that's a great point. Yes, they are. Yeah. And you know what I'm talking about with those, where you just pull the... And the... Yeah, you're pulling the cord, or not the cord, it's but a, the It's stick. a wooden thing, and they're yeah. wood, and yeah. they, you know, open yeah. up. You don't have just those vinyl yeah. lines. They're, like, nice, yes. wide yes. wood. 
Um, and she said that that, again, was for ventilation. That yeah. was a real thing that, you know, they used not just to look nice. Right. But to let ventilation again, in. Because so. it gets so hot here. Yeah. So, um, plantation shutters or yes. a southern thing, at least first. But architecture styles, I don't pretend to be uh, an architecture expert. But I wanted to at least mention oh, to those sure. who know a lot about that. Um there's classical architectural features in the South, um, symmetrical forms, graceful proportions, stately wide columns. Yeah. You see a lot of triangular gables. Um, designers of pre-Civil War homes included architectural details because of America's passion for neoclassical, Greek Revival, Federal, and Georgian-style ar- architecture. And to... Um, now, today, I was going to give just even, like, some of the, just a few the name and a few things about it. Yeah. So, neoclassical architecture, um, at a glance, some of the characteristics would be a commanding facade with symmetrical elements, usually one to two and a half stories high, dramatic columns, mm-hmm. um, a centered entry, low-pitched triangular pediments, that kind of thing. Greek Revival. So I think I like neoclassical. Neoclassical. Based yeah. on what you just said. Yeah, all sounds pretty. I'm <laughs> open to hearing about Greek Revival, but I really enjoyed really what you just that. said. Yes. Well, and some of these you're going to think, too, um, where is this home sitting? If it's only inland, you're going to have something different than if there is that water yes. really close by and yes. things like that. You're not going to build the same thing. It right. depends on where it's sitting. But Greek Revival at a glance, um, and I don't even know, I don't mean to, I don't even know what all of these words mean. So I'm yeah. just giving some of these um, Give us some grace, points. y'all. Uh, gable or hipped roofs. I had read that. Hipped roof I wasn't familiar with, yeah. so I'd have to look that up to see what that looked like. A portico or full-width porch with Greek columns. I do love something yes. like that. So beautiful. Um, framed doorways, white painted wood, brick, or masonry construction. It could be anything rather than fine stone. Yeah. Um, another style is antebellum. Yes. Architecture, similar to neoclassic, but doesn't refer to a specific architecture style. Um, antebellum means before the war. Okay. So that's what would be, yes. you know, from that time period. Right. Um, some of their characteristics were symmetrical and boxy. Um, oh. Strong columns supporting large covered porches. Yep. Um, center entrances in the front and rear. Have you ever seen a home that sometimes you're like, well, this is just as beautiful from this side as it is from that side. Yes, I have. Very. Yeah. That costs money to make a house look that good. Um, Another one is low country architecture. You would know some of this. Yes. That raised foundation. um, Usually single level. Okay. Um, Single room depth to encourage cross ventilation. High ceilings, large windows, and a wide wraparound porch. Mm-hmm. Those are pretty common mm-hmm. things for the low country. I have pictures of lots of these, so if we ever wanted to, you know, show examples. You said single room depth. Is that what you said? What did you say? Sink? No. 
single room depth to encourage cross ventilation. So I had read that there's there's something called a Charleston single house. Okay. Which I've definitely seen. Yes. And Maybe you were going to mention that's that That's the too. next one. Okay. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, one room wide footprint. Yes. For the Charleston single house. Yes. So it is longer D. than it is wide. Right. And... That's because that street stuff's expensive. That's why. That's exactly why. (laughs) So they're three and four stories tall, too. But you're only getting... Because they're only one... A small amount of the street (laughs) front. Yeah. You actually see that in other places now, too. But, yeah, that's... Definitely what that comes from. Yeah. Um, Those would often have verandas. Yep. Two outside doors are located on the same side as the verandas. Yes. Lots of coming and going that way. Yeah. And usually those are brick or wood. Um, okay. So, okay. That's the Charleston Single House. Uh, French Colonial. Okay. Steeply pitched roofs. Um, the main living area built on raised foundations. Okay. These can be brick, stucco, or wood. Spacious porches. Um. You see a lot of that in Louisiana and Mississippi. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. French Creole architecture at a glance. This is something you're going to see again a lot in Louisiana. Broad, spreading roof lines, often hipped. Um, timber frames with infill made of brick, or this is a, definitely a French word, boussolage, which is mud, moss, and animal hair. Oh, Okay. I hope I'm saying that right. Elevated foundations, again, with living quarters placed above the ground level for water reasons. Uh-huh. Wrought iron columns, balconies, and detailing. Yes. Which you've seen that, haven't you? Yes. That real Wrought iron, I was going to mention at some point. Yes. Yeah, so you see a lot of that even in New Orleans. Yes. Savannah. Yeah. Places that have a lot of French Creole. Yeah. Um, influence. Uh, Southern colonial style at a glance, elevated foundations, large columns lining the front of the house. That's another um, one that we see. We've seen quite a bit of that. Um, Plantation style homes at a glance. Some of those are just so lovely and beachy and graceful proportions, usually two stories high, deep veranda. I'm not smart enough to know the difference in a lot of these. Right. My friend Susan would, but um, that's just a few of the architecture styles. What's funny is when you say plantation-style home, I think more about the actual land than I do the architecture, just in my mind. Sure. It's a plantation home. To me, has a long... a lot of green around it. Yes, yes. Maybe some magnolia trees, but (laughs) it's mostly about the property size. It's true. Yeah, no, that's what I think. Like, I couldn't probably have told you any characteristics of the actual home. Yeah. I think of a long drive up to it, too. Yeah. And that might not even be accurate. Yeah. I think of, um, yeah, just a plantation being, there's a lot of working going on on the land. Yes. Yeah. It's a function. It's not just for um, show's sake. Right. It's a working piece of property, too. Yeah. That's interesting. Oh, good overview. Well. Um, Any of those stand out as your, your favorite? I think I liked the Southern Colonial a lot after you mentioned that as well. Yeah. I, I mean, 
You'll take one of each. Oh my goodness, I know. I sound so demanding, but I love those columns, but I also love those coastal. Just give me the screen room that goes around half the house, yeah. you know? Yeah. Totally more casual looking than the columned house, yeah. but I really like I really like both those. I feel like some of the Caribbean stops that we're going to be making on this cruise, we're going to see a lot of these um, pink colors Absolutely. as well, right? That's right. I just Pinks think and of yellows a and, lot of pinks yeah. down in the pinks, Bahamas. Yellows and blues. And, yeah. So I don't know if we got that idea originally <laughs> from, from some of our southern neighbors or not, but... Um, well, that was fun. I felt it like it was fun. I and being like on the water just felt right. We should have had a porch about. to sit on, but <laughs> since we don't have porches, we went to a, a, a balcony in the Caribbean Ocean. So, um, well, thanks again, guys, for for listening in and joining us on this episode of the podcast. We sure do like spending some time with you guys, yes, even on vacation each week. <laughs> yes, we sure do. I guess that shows how much we love talking about southern things and. <laughs> Obviously, it overflows in <laughs> into com- breakfast conversations. <laughs> conversations. All right. Well, y'all have a great week. Do, and we will see you here next time. <laughs>